It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies on this beautiful Saturday morning here in Central Texas. What a beautiful day it is. And you are also listening to the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we are so grateful to have you today. Wow, we are discussing some amazing current events today, and you have found the right place. Of course, I'm with my co-host, my beautiful co-host, Kathy Enderbrock. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Coach Carey. It's great to be with you today, friends. I hope your week has been brilliant. Uh, we have a wonderful friend who's going to be joining us in studio today, and he joined us for an interview May 15th and shared the incredible details of his courageous stand concerning potentially illegal actions of several board members of the Round Rock ISD School Board, as well as the superintendent they hired. Well, since May, that interview has been in uh, or that story has been in national headlines. And so today we get to have him on the program and he's going to give us an update and encourage us with what happens when godly men and women stand in truth and refuse to be shaken. Friends, that's what God calls us to do, to stand in truth and, and to refuse to be shaken. And we can do that because God is our our God that is not shaken, He's He is unchanging, He is sovereign, and He puts us right where He has us for the time that we are in. And so we're going to get a, just a real encouragement today, and uh, it's just such an incredible David and Goliath story, and we're going to get to see what God has been doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited about our program today. You know, friends, I do hope you had a great week. It's nice to decompress on a Saturday morning and uh, take a moment to sip our coffee and just listen to encouragement uh, each Saturday morning. Our key verses for today for the eye, from Second Chronicles 16.9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those who, whose hearts are fully committed to him, as well as from the beautiful book of Psalm, chapter 37, verses 23 and 24. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Wow, that is some truth right there. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. You know, Kathy, our guest today is so courageous and uh, so brave um, and has uh, just a an encouraging spirit to tackle tough things, right? And I know you and I so many times talk about our teenagers and how they have to tackle tough things. Um, I'm excited to talk to our guest today as he has done that right here locally in Central Texas. Before we get to our guest, Kathy, man, I can't believe this fall is upon us and we're approaching holiday seasons and all of the things. Um, but what's been going on in your world, Kat? Girls are all doing fantastically great. Um, Faithy's Fiddler on the Roof performance is coming up. And who knew we had a daughter that could sing? We had no idea. So she's having a ton of fun with that, just discovering new skills and talents and gifts that God has given her that we just uh, didn't even know. So it's like we get to open little packages that um, God has given our, our daughters this uh, past month. And um, also trunk or treat time uh, for churches. Friends, I tell you, if you have little kids, go and find a church in your area that is doing a trunk or treat. It is the funnest, most fun thing that you can possibly do with your little ones. And of course, we are in the middle of early election time. Coach Carrie, yes. I can't believe it. And yes. I love the site. There's two sites. One is truethevote.com. You can access like all of the states. You just select your state. It'll give you all the resources to find out who's on your ballot, um, who is on the Republican ticket, or who, who are the Republican candidates, and, you know, just so many incredible things. And friends, you know, during this election season, they say that only 50% of Americans vote. And this is an incredible gift. Talk about gifts that God has given us. We get a say in who is in those positions of authority. And so, friends, seek God. Download that sample ballot. Go and vote. Um, I think early voting ends November 4th in the state of Texas. And uh, then the actual day where you get the pleasure of standing in that line is on November 8th. So do mark it on your calendar and make arrangements to go and do that. 
I'm excited. You know, our daughter is uh, in school in Nashville, and it's her first year there, and this is her first big election to vote in. And just kind of by chance, our niece is getting married um, the weekend of November the 4th, so my daughter's going to be home for that. So she's going to get to go vote early, um, even though she's in school in Nashville. And uh, so she's super excited about that and being able to uh, just, you know, exercise her right to do that. And I think that's so fun. Uh, I remember the first time I got to vote, and I was super pumped. It was actually when I was a student uh, here in Central Texas at Southwestern University. And I was very excited to change my address and be able to vote in the local elections. But I would encourage you to download your your local ballot and do a little research before you step into that voting booth so you can know every candidate, uh, what they stand for, and how you're going to cast your vote. Because uh, these ballots can be a little tricky sometimes. And so I I want you to be fully prepared when you step into that booth. Well, Kathy, go ahead. Yeah, Coach Kerry, I was going to say there's probably no better reason to go out and vote than the reason that our special guest has for us today. He has really raised to our awareness in Central Texas just the the importance of voting and who is in leadership and the difference that they make. And I just I want to I want to introduce our our guest and, and hear his story and really get these updates from him. Uh, our guest today is Jeremy Story, and friends, this is a man who has built his life on God's truth and faithfulness that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective. Um, he lives right here in Central Texas in the Austin area. He has seven children. I always say, God bless his wife. That's a lot of children, uh, and uh, I'm just we're just so thrilled to have him with us on the program. He is a graduate of UT, so he's he's a local in every possible way. He has a degree in government, and it's so interesting because during his time at, at UT, he developed a vision for transformation through prayer and partnerships between Christian ministries and churches on campus. And he currently serves as president of Campus Renewal, a national nonprofit which serves as a catalyst to convene students and college ministers from different churches and nonprofits in united prayer and, and mission. He also recently founded uh, Every Student Sent, which if we have time, we're going to hear more about at the end of the program. But he's also worked in the for-profit sector. And this man, he's uh, a busy life. We're actually catching him in between layovers at the Atlanta airport. I hope he's making his way back to Texas, but uh, we'll find out in just a minute. And he has worked on hundreds of campuses, traveled to over 40 states and five continents, towards this vision that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective and we are able to do more together. Welcome back to Love Talk, Jeremy Story. Hello. Thank you for having me on your wonderful show today. Well, it is great to have you. You So much has been going on, and you told us right before we started taping that we're gonna, our listeners are actually going to get a jump today on national news because some of the things you're going to be telling us are going to be on the Daily Wire. And I never thought I'd have something in common with Ben Shapiro, whom I love, <laughs> uh, but there it is. So, so give us an update, Jeremy. I, I know when we're looking at uh, the background of your story, it, it started, um, my goodness, back in 2020. If I'm, am I correct on that? Uh, yes. One real quick thing. Uh, I know the Daily Signal run, ran the story. I may have misquoted yeah. uh, just yesterday, and I think a bunch of other outlets are going to run it today. So hopefully Daily Wire will run it as well. <laughs> well, you know, I, I saw it on the Daily Signal, so that, that that's, where I, that's where I saw it. But, Jeremy, for our listening friends, we have a few minutes here before our break. Could you give us a little background on uh, why this story, uh, here we are, about 18 months um, out from the original, uh, you know, I, I guess your your original encounter with the Round Rock School Board. So give us a little background and get our listeners a, a bit caught up. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was over a year ago, August uh, 2021, when I was speaking in a board meeting. One of the, I think the first board meeting I'd ever attended of Round Rock Independent School District. I went there, um, not the first one I'd attended, uh, I think maybe the first one or second one I'd spoken at. 
And uh, long story short is uh, while I was speaking on the speaking stand peacefully, not threatening anyone, not even raising my voice, uh, the board president and other board members collaborated together to remove me from the stand using the school district police officers. There were two in the room. They grabbed me from behind without any warning and drug me out of the boardroom and out of the building uh, and escorted me out of the building. And so uh, what was I doing? Uh, I was testifying, saying that the superintendent had been served with a protective order for family violence uh, and that the school board members were covering it up. He had threatened his uh, uh, lady he was having an affair with because she had gotten pregnant and she didn't want to have an abortion. And so he had threatened to go take care of the child himself, basically forcefully creating an abortion. And uh, by that point, he had made good on going over there and attempting that. And so I was bringing that to the awareness of the school district. Now, I had tried to do it privately via email ahead of that. Uh, five times, in fact, and had been ignored by five of the seven board members. That would be Amber Feller, uh, Mrs. Amy Weir, Mrs. Corey Vesa, and Mr. Jun Zhao, and Mrs. Tiffany Harrison. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Danielle Weston and Mary Bone, trustees, those last two had tried to bring exposure to the issue, but the other five kept keeping it off the agenda. So by the time I had shown up there, it had been kept off the agenda. The board meeting had been – there was no board meeting in July. I'd shown up in August to speak about it, and they thought they would shut me down by literally having me drug out of the boardroom. So here we are a year later. I filed a grievance immediately after that, a year ago. The board has not heard that grievance, although Texas law requires them to hear it in 90 days. Uh, they ignored my grievance over and over and over again, uh, and then finally they heard it last week uh, on, fr on Thursday. But instead of hearing it, once we got into closed session, they all – are four of them – recused themselves uh, and then said, declared they didn't have quorum and they weren't going to hear my grievance. My lawyer and I argued that it had to be done in open session, which is true by Texas law. And then they were caught red-handed because uh, they had to go through the recusal process again in front of the cameras, which they had hoped to hide. Um, and then uh, I was able to film them as they were walking away while I asked them questions as to why they wouldn't listen to my grievance. One further note before we begin the discussion even beyond that was way back a year ago when I filed this grievance, I filed it almost immediately with the police department afterwards. The police department refused to investigate the Round Rock Independent School District Police Department. So then I refiled it with the legal department of the school district. They, quote, lost it in their spam filter, they said, for a while. And finally, once they found it, which was September 16th, they suddenly said, oh, we found your grievance. Guess what? September 17th, they show up at my house the next day with the sheriff, basically, using the local Democrat sheriff in Williamson County. Um, and his, the sheriff's deputies, and they arrested me and put me in jail unlawfully on, on based on an affidavit that's full of falsehoods. And so that was, that that was September of where we are today. That was September of 21, correct? That's correct. And here yeah. we are a year later. Uh, they, you know, they, they should have heard that grievance 90 days after the incident by state law, um, and they didn't. In fact, state law has only one stipulation that I know of for a public grievance that's a timeline where they absolutely have to do it within that time. And that is if you are actually pulled out of a public school. So if you're actually pulled out of a public school, you have the board has 90 days by state law to hear your grievance. It's one of the only time limitations. So the, they've actually violated the only time limitation. And then once they finally heard it a year later, they then tried to secretly slink off and uh, claim that they can't hear it. Unfortunately, state law also says that they have to hear it. It doesn't say they have to respond, but it says they do have to go through with it. So they, they have no regard for the laws and rules that they say they have regard for. In fact, the very policy that tells them that they have 90 days is the same policy that they are supposedly enforcing against me for committing the egregious act of exposing them in a board meeting, uh, which, by the way, is not against the law. Well, you know, Jeremy, it's amazing that uh, we have seen a number of people involved resign or step aside, but none of the board members, not only did these five members of the board not step down or resign, but they are running again for re-election. Yes. Friends, well, you're... four of them are. Four of them are. Four of them are. Them because okay. the fifth one, the fifth one that was involved in all this, his name is Jun Zhao, he resigned. He resigned a, a few months ago. He actually threatened to resign three times and then finally did it. Uh, and then these four remaining ones, because they still had the majority, appointed a new board member temporarily. His name's Kevin Johnson. However, Kevin Johnson, who is currently on the board and is running, too, like you said, he, although he didn't recuse himself because he couldn't come up with an excuse, in the hearing, he's actually coaching the other five. Last week, he was actually coaching the other five to stop talking to me because one of them tried – Corey Vesta tried to talk to me and explain why she was doing what she was doing. And Kevin Johnson jumps in and says, shh, don't talk – you know, tried to get him to stop talking to me. So he's just as guilty, and uh, if he keeps it up, we'll add him into the suit.
You know, there's so so much here, so many incredible things. Friends, we have got to go to break. We're excited to hear this story. What is going on? What are the new developments that have just happened? Uh, and welcome, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge Austin. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with the beautiful coach, Carrie Brinkater, and our very special guest today, Jeremy Story. Friends, we are talking about courage in prayer and government, and our incredible guest, I just love it, he's Texas through and through, a UT grad in government uh, who's really steeped in ministry and standing his life, setting his life on the truth that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, and that we can do more together than we can apart. I think that's kind of that's America for you. And in, in my opinion, that is what this is all about, friends. And it is election time in the state of Texas. So we need to stand together prayerfully, step into that uh, election um, election process and elect people that are godly men and women that are going to uphold the integrity, the values, the morals that God has set right before us. Well, they, we have an incredible story today uh, with Jeremy's story. He, we interviewed him in May, and he made us aware of some things that are going on with the Round Rock ISD school board uh, just, uh, I would say malfeasance to say it lightly, but boy, when you dig into the details, it makes your skin crawl a bit. Uh, Jeremy was telling us a little bit about this earlier, and friends, I would encourage you, for those of you who are uh, listening to us today, there will be a full uh, segment, a fuller segment of this story posted in our archives at Love Talk Network com that you can always go to after the program today. Well, to give a, a brief summary here, Jeremy was unlawfully removed from a Round Rock ISD board meeting one year ago when several members of the board supported using police to remove him and another parent from the public speaking stand during a board meeting. Now, story, story, Jeremy was sent there or was going there to testify to expose the board for covering up the fact that the superintendent, Hafed Azeez, had a protective order for family violence served on him at district headquarters. Um, the, this superintendent had threatened and physically uh, had been physically aggressive against his mistress when he got her pregnant and she refused to get an abortion. Now, uh, Jeremy didn't step down. Uh, uh, 30 days later, he continued speaking out on social media uh, for the next 30 days. And district police um, uh, actually showed up at his door and and arrested him. And uh, it's just an incredible story. He has not backed down. And he's actually stepped up and stepped in, filed a federal lawsuit, and has now supported five incredible board members that are running for the Round Rock ISD. We want to tell you a little bit about them so that if you are uh, within that uh, voting segment, you can go and vote for this Round Rock ISD for good board members to go into these positions uh, and uh, bring an end to what I would call the the reign or the service of these other board members that have just um, done done wrong and um, are have just have just done wrong by our children, by our parents, and by the role that they've been entrusted into. Well, Jeremy, welcome back to to uh, Love Talk. It's great to have you with us. We have so much we want to ask you, and there's so much that you can fill in for us with this story. Uh, you have had a very challenging last year yes absolutely it's been very devastating for my family for our ministry nationally very tough because of the malfeasance actions of these board members uh that put me in a national spotlight in a way that i have never been in my life and um you know we've got to press in in those moments and we've got to stand up for the truth and i think that's important and i think i hope that i can be an example to the nation and to our to our state and to our city um that even if you pay a price for doing so, even if people in the church don't understand, we still must stand up to things like this in our society because this is what our faith is all about. If our faith is only there for Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights, it is useless. If our faith is there for what it does in, in, in all aspects of our culture, uh, and I don't just mean like political culture, I mean all things, 
then uh then then jesus has has there's a reason for us to be filled with his spirit and so that's why god filled us with the spirit and didn't just morph us into heaven was so that we can be an influence on the world around us to bring his kingdom to the places around us not that this earth right now will ever be his kingdom perfectly right now but ultimately it will be but for right now god says that we're to work to be salt and light in this world and even the the the, the lord's prayer says the the beginning of it says pray that our father hallowed be your name pray that that his kingdom would come and his will will be done on earth as it is being done in heaven, which is being done perfectly in heaven. So why would we pray for something that we're not willing to act on, right? So it's important for believers to be bold. And in our country, we have not had a theology of resistance or speaking out because we've not had to. We've been so blessed with such freedom. But other countries like Iran, Iraq, um, North Korea, China, the believers there understand that when you speak out about righteousness or about God, you may get persecuted. It's about time that in America we learn that resistance doesn't mean wrong. It means that you could be doing the right thing. I love that. Resistance doesn't mean wrong. It means you can be doing the right thing. And with everything that you have been through in the last year, it's amazing that really so much is going to come down to these next two weeks. Um, I know that Early voting in the, in uh, Texas begins on October 24th, and that runs through November 4th. And we are able to completely remove from office these five uh, members of this uh, Round Rock ISD school board and replace them because it's not like we don't have great solutions to place them with. Uh, you know, I, I, I always take exception when, when someone says, not this, but then doesn't give you any option. Well, if not this, then what? And you've given people that option. Okay, not this. We have to remove them, replace them. And here are five godly men and women that are going to fill those shoes, that are going to get things back on track. And um, I just look at this and think, okay, if typically only 50% of Americans vote uh, during this kind of off-presidential year, what if 100% or 70 or 80 or 90% of voters went out and voted for righteous men and women in government, this problem gets completely solved. Absolutely. And Round Rock ISD, which includes all of Round Rock uh, and parts of Austin, parts of northern Austin, if every believer showed up who's in church on Sunday and voted, and they voted for these conservative candidates to overturn the incumbents, we would win. It's that simple. The The only thing that, that holds us back is that we don't show up. You know, and uh, it's important for us to show up. There's tons of uh, movement behind these candidates. And I think people should vote for him. Look, I, I worked hard to help with others to recruit these candidates and to also be a part of running the PAC, the Political Action Committee, which is just a group of people that are helping to fund and support these candidates so that we would have alternatives to vote for besides these malfeasant incumbents. So now we have five non-incumbent challengers who are all deeply involved in their church or they're involved in their faith. They are people who are not just people of faith, but experts uh, in different areas. And, um, and, and they're really good alternatives. So I can tell you a little about them real quick. Um, yeah, that'd be have, great. Uh, and, and I'll give you a contrast between them and these others. So the incumbent board members right now, um, they have voted to keep a superintendent in power who had an affair, who, who uh, assaulted a woman, who then they covered it up. They had tried to go after the two board members, uh, Daniel Weston and Mary Bone, who uh, who tried to call them out. They took up, tried to take them to court. They did all that. They put me in jail. They put another parent in jail as well. They um, hired an independent investigator to look into all this when the independent investigator didn't give them the results they wanted and, and told them they should fire the superintendent. They then stuffed that report and hid it for six months. Um, one of the board members is a big Black Lives Matter uh, CRT type supporter. Another of them can't stop lying. Two of them can't stop lying through press releases. They, they uh, all kinds of things that, that they have done. One of them literally gave two double middle fingers to an SAT administrator, right on t- on camera. This is not this is undisputed because they wouldn't treat her son the way she wanted to be treated, and she thought as a board member she could push him around, right? So these are the five you're looking at on one side. Uh, on the other side, we got five challengers that have been working this whole last year to try to expose this and to try to redeem the Round Rock School Board. They've been involved as parents. Uh, one of them is Christy Slate. She goes to the Fellowship Church in Round Rock. 
Her husband's a deacon. She is a licensed professional organizer, one of 300 that have a national license across the United States, which means she consults with high-level companies on how to organize complex systems, exactly what you need around Rock ISD. She has been involved in the district for a very long time, has kids. Uh, she's a parent, a mom. Uh, you got um, Don Zimmerman, who is a former Austin City Council member, one of the only conservative members ever of the Austin City Council in recent memory. He's a believer. He, you can look at all his signs. One of the biggest slack, flack that he's taking right now is that he's basically saying, look, uh, the LGBTQ, homosexual, le- lesbian, transgender stuff uh, doesn't belong in our schools. If parents want to teach that at home, that's their own personal thing. But in school, we shouldn't be pushing that on students. That seems very reasonable. But for, for making that reasonable statement, he's being attacked and called someone of hate. But he's literally just standing for what we all say we believe as believers. So why wouldn't we stand with Don Zimmerman? He's being attacked falsely because of some little – old uh, article from one news outlet that claimed that he was somehow abusing his kid, which he isn't. It's, and that one article everybody points to was published like years ago by one little outlet. And that outlet has since re- removed, tried to, uh, they were forced by a court to sort of recant, but yet still his opponents want to put that out there. And that's the kind of nonsense that we can't support. This is a guy who's standing for what we believe in and we need to press forward with, uh, and voting for him. You have, um, uh, you have Orlando Salinas as uh, an alternative who is uh, a Texas works for the Texas Rangers. What does he do? He stops child sex trafficking on the border. Right. I mean, these are the kinds of people we want in our school districts to support him. His one of his biggest prop- things he wants to do is make Round Rock uh, ISD's uh, school safe. Um, the current board members, uh, the ones that are responsible for the safety committee, have missed every meeting in the last year, about uh, almost every meeting in the last year. Okay, they got bond money in 2018, put locks on the doors. All those locks are still not there. They're about, I think it's about half the rooms still don't have the locks that they need to prevent what happened in Uvalde, right? To to be able to help teachers. And so Orlando Salinas wants to do that. The 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 district is probably going to fail their state safety security uh, test, um, and Orlando Salinas wants to step in and fix that. So that's Orlando Salinas. You have um, uh, let's see who have I left out here? There's plenty. There's um. Uh, is it I'm Ferris? Blinking I'm, in, I'm in an airport. Ferris. Uh, Jill Ferris. I'm trying to remember which ones I haven't discussed. Jill Ferris, who's a mom who's been involved in the, is a volunteer in the district for 17 years. She has multiple kids. She uh, is also was formerly a, a recruiter. Uh, she's running in part because 20 something years ago she had in her first marriage, which was a horrible thing when she was very, very young. She was abused. And uh, her husband committed a lot of crimes, and she was blamed and abused by him. And so she saw a superintendent who abused women, and she decided, I'm standing up. She's been now happily married for a decade and a half, right, with a new new, uh, husband. She's a believer. And she says, I don't want this. I don't want our district to have to have someone like that leading because I've had personal experience from my past. And so she stand up as a bulldog to run and to stand firm uh, to change things. And she's saying, hey, we need to improve the academic standards in our district. We got uh, Hispanic students that are that are reading at less than 30 percent rate in third grade or something along those lines. Less than 50 percent of them, I think, can read uh, in the third grade level. That's ridiculous. That that's our standards. We need to increase those across the district. So that's Jill Ferris. And then uh, last but not least, which one have I which one have I not discussed so Kagey. far? Um, uh, Avila? Uh, Kagi. Kagi. Uh, John Kagi. John Kagi is running. He's a believer. He uh, literally is a uh, runs the Christian Boy Scouts. Basically, it's called Trail Life. He runs that for uh, basically a large part of Williamson County. He's done it for years. That's not his full time job. He's actually just what he does as a volunteer. His full time job is he's a manager of engineers, and he's in charge of uh, national level security documents and design of them. So you're talking about people that are highly qualified, that are believers that we should be voting for uh, as opposed to the incumbent board members. And so I would encourage people to get out uh, October 24th through November 4th and then on November 8th at the election, any one of those days in the Round Rock area or in Williamson or Travis County, you can vote at any one of the voting locations. doesn't matter if you're in the district and you can vote for those people. So, Jeremy, I love it. That's Slape, Zimmerman, Salinas, Ferris, and Kagi. And for for those listeners who are like, wait, 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 I'm not, I don't have a pencil. I'm in my car. I I can't get that written down. Uh, Friends, if you go to Love Talk Radio on Facebook, you'll see um, 
uh, Carrie, mine, and Marlene's beautiful faces just smiling right back at you, and that will be down in the comments section posted there. You can also go and make Jeremy Story your friend on Facebook, and you will see his posts advertising uh, these different candidates. And Jeremy, is there anywhere else where you would say, hey, if a person is looking at who they can go um, identify on their sample ballot to select good candidates, where would you recommend they go? Yeah, we have a website for the uh, political action group that I founded to help win this election, and it's called Round Rock One Family, roundrockonefamily.com. Just all those words put put together with no spaces or dashes or anything, roundrockonefamily.com. That's roundrockonefamily.com. You can find out about each candidate, see pictures of them, see all the issues, see what's going on with Round Rock. All of that can be found at roundrockonefamily.com. Or you can search on Facebook for Round Rock One Family, and you'll find that as well. Thank you. you. Know, I would encourage our, our listening friends, um, you know, a lot of times we're not super informed when we go to the ballot box. And uh, this these races are local school board races. They they are there's not a political party associated with the names on the ballot. And so you must be informed when you walk in there um, so that, you know, what these people stand for. You're not going to be able to just vote a straight party ticket when it comes to our school board elections. And so, you know, if you live in Georgetown, Leander, Cedar Park, know who you're voting for before you walk in there. And there are so many websites out there where you can go and find information on your specific election as well. Um, I got it. You know, I, I kind of want to shift gears here just a, a, a hair, Jeremy. You know, there's sure. so many times whenever we look at what's going on around us and we go, oh, I can't, I can't believe what's going on around us. And we're indignant about it. But yet we do not do, we do not put our feet in action or our hands in action. <laughs> it's just our mouth that runs. And you are changing the narrative. You're trying to change the narrative around you because you saw something that you mm-hmm. saw was egregious. And you said, you know what, I, I, I have to not only speak out, but I have to put my, my hands and feet to action as well. How would you address just that tendency for us to talk about things that are going on that are not, uh, that we don't like, but we don't do anything about it? Yeah, I mean, that's so important, you know, and I've learned that the hard way. I was literally put in jail, and I didn't think I was going to be. I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't trying to create controversy. I was just speaking out about something that was important, and we began to find out even farther things that happened as a result. Uh, It became a national story, and and I think we just got to have boldness. Look, boldness doesn't mean lacking, not being afraid. Courage does not mean Mm -hmm. not being afraid. Courage is what you do when you're afraid. So in the midst of feeling fear, Courage is, is, is doing the right thing in the midst of fear. And so um, and, and I think that's important that we have to have courage. The Lord tells us to be strong and courageous in the book of Joshua and beyond. We're reminded of these sorts of things and, and, and that our faith we're supposed to uh, put feet to. And so I believe we have to trust the Lord and ask him where he wants us to speak out. For some, that might be at their workplace when they see something going on. Uh, maybe it might be sharing Christ with someone who they're concerned about or, or who they're, they're concerned might reject them. It might be saying, uh, you know, it's different for everybody, and that's where the Holy Spirit leads us. But mm-hmm. we're called to, to speak out, and when we do, there will be risk. If there is no risk, there is no faith, right? Faith is taking action on what you believe, and faith is also not knowing the outcome, right? If you, if you, if you think there's going to be a time where you're going to know everything and it's going to be perfectly laid out for you and then you're going to act, I'm telling you, that ain't going to ever happen. And if it is, it wouldn't be faith. So faith is this, this risk. There's a risk inherent in it. And, and faith is also action. It's not just believing something. The devil doesn't care what you believe too much. The devil cares about what you act on when you believe. And the Lord says that faith without works is dead. That doesn't mean that faith uh, as an action justifies us before God. It's not what I'm saying. Jesus justifies us completely. But it is to say that faith is action. Let me get the story that we always talk about with little kids. The, the person who built themselves, Jesus talks about the story where one person built a house on a rock, 
right? And the other person built the house on sand. And we've heard the song sometimes in our Sunday school classes or whatever. And the sand house falls over when the storms come, but the rock house stands when the storms come. If you look at that again, see what Jesus said was the difference between the two. There's only one difference between the two is in terms of what it means. He says one of them is like a person who heard Jesus's words and didn't do anything, didn't obey. The other person is one who heard Jesus's words did something. So the only difference wasn't whether they heard his words. It wasn't whether they understood truth. Which one took action on what they knew? You know, I love that, taking action on what we know. I, I think that sometimes we can look at something and think, well, that that's too much. It's too big. I, I can't do everything. I can't change everything. Well, friends, this is what I realize more and more. Yeah, we cannot do everything, but we can do what we can. And right now we are having this two-week window where what we can do means a whole lot. It translates into a whole lot. It translates into supporting godly men and women who God has raised up and putting them into positions um, of uh, authority and positions of influence and removing those people from office who uh, are not standing for uh, kingdom values and right living and doing the right thing. So let's not uh, build those uh, houses on sand. Let's build them on rock. Let's hear what the Lord of God says. Let's uh, not let fear stand in the way, but let's be prayerful. Let's be courageous and let's do what we can do in the government that God has blessed us with. Jeremy, I imagine that with everything you have been through, you said you were not asking for this. They have tried to intimidate you by showing up at your house. They have tried to uh, refuse to listen to you. You have gone and filed a federal uh, lawsuit, and, um, and, and God is moving that forward and giving you favor, but it's very expensive. I mean, you've signed up for a fight that is bigger than you. I know that you have set up a, a legal fund basically where obviously you benefit nothing at all yourself. It just goes to pay for these legal fees. And it seems as though the school board, uh, they kind of think that they have a bottomless budget to spend in legal yeah, it's fees. Your tax dollars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we yeah. do want to, we do want to remove these people from office, but also stand with you. How, if, if a person listens and they say, you know what? Yes, I can vote. I am going to the election box. But you know what? I can also help you financially to stand against them. What can they go and do? Sure, they can go to riseforstudents.org, riseforstudents.org. That's R-I-S-E-F-O-R, students.org. And they can get uh, information about the legal case. The whole we're, we're fully transparent. The whole case is posted right there. You can flip through the PDF. There's also a way to give. Every donation is tax deductible. Does not go to me personally. Goes into a trust fund. That's a nonprofit trust fund that we don't touch that only goes to our lawsuit and our legal def legal defense uh, because the school district is just spending whatever they can to keep this out of court because they know once it gets there and we can subpoena all their records that they they're in trouble. It's they're doing everything they can to fight us. I think they probably already spent one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars just trying to keep this out of court because and that's why they're running. These malfeasant incumbents that we're suing right now are running, I think primarily to keep themselves out of hot water so they can keep spending tax dollars to, to, to get out of what they created. Um, and we need to stop that uh, politically and legally. I love that. You know, I, I, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Kathy. <laughs> well, I would just say, you know, I know a lot of uh, Christians are hesitant about stepping into the political arena. It's so controversial and, you know, it, sometimes it just feels like a bunch of yelling and fighting and, and no solutions are, are ever um, easy, right? Um, I look at the relationship that Ronald Reagan had with Tip O'Neill, and even on the sides of the aisle, they finished their day as friends, and they were willing to listen to one another, different era, different time. I think what I am so impressed what has been impressed upon my heart is that we are absolutely um, called 
to use our God-given opportunity to select our leaders. And that is our responsibility, and it's a big responsibility. You know, friends, we have a small segment left with Jeremy's story um, in our in our in our program today, and we're going to be back with him on Love Talk to continue discussing our courage and prayer and government. And we cannot wait for one more segment with Jeremy's story right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love ladies here. Coach Carrie Brinkader with Kathy Enderbrock and our amazing friend, Jeremy Story. I, I've just loved this, uh, just hearing just a tiny bit about your journey, Jeremy, and how courageous you've been to just uh, do hard things. And I think a lot of times we are um, hesitant to do hard things, and you are really stepping into it. Uh, you know, I know that in, in my life, in the times that we've been through the the hardest things, uh, my husband and I have been married almost three decades, and um, it, it we've gone through some very difficult times. Um, and as we are able to reflect, when we start to come up for air out of those hard times and we can actually reflect, we just see so many blessings um, that have come from doing or navigating really hard things. So, Jeremy, what have you seen God do through all of this in your life, and how have you seen some blessings come from tackling really difficult situations? I mean, it has been extremely difficult. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, ors, or buts about it. I mean, it's affected our family in dramatic ways. It's affected um, national ministry I lead in dramatic ways. It's affected my reputation that I've built over 30 years that God's allowed me to build. Um, it's affected a lot of things. Um, and and uh, it's been stressful. You know, it's not easy. Uh, but oftentimes doing the right thing isn't easy. And the reason why we don't do the right thing many times is simply because we're afraid of the risk that we're doing what it takes. You know? And as a result, we have what we have. Right? Or if we're upset about something around us that doesn't seem to align with God's kingdom or whatever, it's often – there's only one place to look, and that's the church. And the church are made, is made up of people, and people can take action in faith, and God desires to shift things. And what you look throughout scripture is people who basically stood up and said, I'm imperfect. I, I got issues. I'm scared, but I'm going to step up and trust the Lord in whatever the circumstances. I think of Esther or Daniel, um, and Joseph. Uh, these are all people who stood up amidst great odds. David, um, all imperfect people that had flaws, but whom trusted the Lord. And in the midst of that trust experienced trouble. And in the midst of that trouble stood up and, in the, and, and saw persecution, but also saw God use that persecution to exalt himself and to affect, affect a lot of other people positively. So I think it's important for us to remember those stories, that they're not just there to be sermons or Sunday school lessons, but they're there to encourage us to actually be those people in Austin and in Round Rock and in the surrounding area. And that may mean that you face a lion's den or you face... Uh, a king of Persia who wants to take out, you know, all the Jews in the case of Esther or Joseph, an Egyptian Pharaoh, or maybe even brothers who betray you. Maybe even people in your church who speak against you. Are you willing to stand up uh, and do what the Lord says, even if it means that you might lose social standing in your very church? You have to ask yourself, what's more important? Is it honoring the Lord and obeying him or is it pleasing your friends? Well, here's the thing. You know, our friendships, as important as they are, and we should maintain them. They don't last forever. The only thing that's going to last forever is our relationship with the Lord and what he says about us. So what's most important is that we obey him first and he'll line up everything else and take care of those things, either now or in the next life. We need to trust him above all things because ultimately he's in charge. And when we don't trust him, we're basically failing to recognize that he's in charge and that he lines up all things. And we're basically saying, no, 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 I'm in charge or no, 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 these other things are more important or bigger. But the Lord reminds us that those are temporary, that those are as much as they seem permanent right now. They are temporary. And one day in the future, when we're all in heaven, we're going to look back and go, dang, that, that seems like just a, a moment in time. 
It was such a small thing in light of what we see now with the king of the universe reigning in his power. And so don't get caught up, the Bible tells you, in the world right now and all the things that are squeezing you and how hard it is, because it is hard, not to minimize it. It's just to say, in light of those hardships, don't lose sight of the the bigger picture heading forward. And if you keep sight of that, then you can endure significant hardships trusting in the Lord. It's when we lose perspective that those hardships seem bigger than the Lord himself, and then we're unwilling to obey that Lord. You know, it reminds me of uh, the parable that Jesus told where uh, different um, servants were given uh, different amounts mm-hmm. of, of talents that, that they were to go and to invest. And I think of the votes that Americans have been given. We get to invest those, if you will. And and I love it because when you invest that uh the yield is very clear what you get from that. And you, that is kind of a, 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 a an investment that never disappears, which, which I would say mm-hmm. it's not like during our lifetime we get to vote once. I mean, maybe if we did it, we would, we would take it a little bit more seriously, right? But we get to vote as part of being citizens in this amazing nation that the Lord has blessed us to be in. And I, I believe it is one of those things that he will hold us accountable as his servant. What did you do with what I gave you to invest? Did you invest it at the opportunities that I presented before you? Jeremy, I have have a question. When you are looking at um, not just Texas voters, but all across the United States, voters that would be um, just really seeking God's kingdom and keeping their eyes on him, what do you believe God is calling believers to do in the times that he specifically has placed us in? Oh, that's a big question that we can't answer in the last few minutes alone. But I can give <laughs> a few things. I mean, here's the basic thing. Here's a bit. We could talk about a lot of things practically. Number one, he wants us, you know, I think to stand up in the political sphere. I really do, because that's one we tend to avoid. We get you need to do it in other areas music, arts, entertainment, whatever. We get it at school. But when it gets to the, quote, government, we kind of abdicate that. But here's the thing. God owns all things. It's not like the government is our salvation, but it's also it's a part of our society. And so we're to be salt and light everywhere. There's not a place that's off limits to the Lord. No place whatsoever. The Lord owns all things. And so we're to be involved in all areas. And there's not an area we can go, well, we can't talk about that because it's X or it's politics or whatever. We have to say, okay, what does God have to say about that? That doesn't mean because we speak into the political sphere that we believe that the government is our solution ultimately or that the government is our salvation or or the government can impose morality. No, it just means that we believe we can speak into all things. So just like I can speak into whether I believe that, you know, human sexuality, whatever I believe about that and we or whatever I believe about the Bible, I can also speak into what whatever God tells me and whatever he's telling us in the political sphere. But but let me take it back even further to like the 90,000 foot level. What does God want us to do? It's really simple. Is what God has wanted us to do for 2,000 plus years, all the way back to Adam and Eve, which is more than 2,000 years. It's this simple. You, as a believer, if you're following Jesus, have been filled with the Holy Spirit of the Lord, which means that God dwells in you and you're a temple. That means that God speaks to you directly, not from outside, but literally from within. And you can begin to hear and experience him in different ways. And that he has a mission for you every day. Many different actions, things he wants you to do. Not just a book you can read and follow like a set of rules, but a living God that tells you what to do every day, where to go, what to say. And he wants you to hear that and learn how to hear it better every year, every day, every week. And we're not going to do it perfectly, but we're going to learn to listen more and more and more. And then when we hear what he has to say, to take risk on it and take action, believing he said it. And as we do that, we learn what he spoke and what he didn't speak, what was our thought and what was his thoughts. And we begin to obey what we hear. So God, in essence, wants you to hear his living, speaking, live voice right now, and he wants you to obey it. And he wants you to learn how to repeat that cycle better and better and better over your lifetime till the day that you die. That is what God wants you to do. And and if you can do that, if any believer in Austin can do that, that's going to mean a million different things because there are millions of different believers, right? And it'll mean different things every day. So to the degree we can hear the Lord better and better and the degree we can obey more and more, That's what God wants us to do. And last thing on that is just to say you won't do it perfectly every day and you won't do it perfectly instantly. So if you make mistakes, that's okay. God's grace is for that. And he would rather you try and make a mistake than be so fearful you're going to make a mistake that you never do anything. Take 
action, mm-hmm. and then you'll see what God says. A lot of people sit still and then go, God's not speaking to me. Well, I say to them, how do you know God's not speaking to you? You've never taken risk on what he said. If you begin to take risk, God gives you more. The Bible says for those that obey and follow, God gives more. For those that do nothing, he gives nothing. In other words, he, he continues to pour out more on those who obey. It's, it's just what God is, constantly wants to do. He wants to give you more of his spirit as you obey and follow him. But why would he give you more if you're not obeying what you have right now, right? So that's what God wants you to do. Here, take action. You know, that sounds like wow. a great adventure. When you, when you, when you talk about it, I just think that is a great adventure. I think every, every person out there, and I especially think every college student who is looking for that great adventure, friends, um, the kingdom of God is not just for the four walls inside of a church. The kingdom of God is right here at hand, wanting to be, uh, God wants us to walk out his kingdom, his principles, his values. As we, as you were saying, Jeremy, listen, as we obey, as we hear, as we do, as we take risk, as we press into this incredible relationship with this sovereign God who created us, who created the universe, everything that is seen and unseen. This is the God that we serve. And Jeremy, I just want to say thank you so much for the time that you've given us today on Love Talk. And I just want to uh, just remind our friends, uh, those websites that you shared, uh, riseforstudents.org, R-I-S-E-F-O-R-S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S, no spaces.org, riseforstudents.org, that they can hear um, all about uh, this Round Rock ISD, what's been going on there, and these incredible candidates uh, that are standing for The candidates for would be at roundrockonefamily.com, oh. and then the lawsuit would be at Rise for Students. So roundrockonefamily.com okay. is all the candidates, okay. and then riseforstudents.org will be all the legal case stuff. Okay, thank you. And how can our listening friends get a hold of you, Jeremy? How can they find you? Uh, they can get me uh, by going to either one of those websites, in particular, riseforstudents.org. They can contact me directly there. Just look up that website, and they can find out how to get a hold of me. Awesome. Or Facebook. Look up Jeremy's story. (laughs) There you go. Or Facebook. Friends, Jeremy's story. Uh, We thank you so much for your time, and uh, we're so grateful to be able to bring you current events here on Love Talk, friends. For Kathy Enderbrock, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.